Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Frequently Asked Question episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. This one's going to be a little bit longer, but I'm going to talk about the the snowball effect and how long does it take for a portfolio to snowball. And so the basic term for snowball is a situation in which something increases in size or importance at a faster rate. So that's just your basic definition. And it's used in uh, evaluating stock and real estate as basically like a compounding growth and that you're using the returns essentially to increase your your cash flow on the real estate side or your uh, investment opportunities, your wealth further down the road. So whether you're investing in real estate or other assets like stocks or bonds, you know, it depends on the compound annual growth rate that you achieve on your invested capital. So we'll we'll use this in our calculations a little bit later. This episode is a little uh, math heavy, so I, I apologize, but I just want to make sure that we give some examples. So uh, as a real estate investor, your returns will hinge on a few factors, including your down payment, and that's basically your, your equity contribution, your total return profile, and that's from your cash flow plus appreciation, and then how you're using your cash flow. So whether you're reinvesting it into other properties or you're just withdrawing it and using it for, you know, personal purchases. Uh, so here's how each of those, I'm going to talk about each of those and how they basically affect your returns. And, and I know that majority of our listeners already know this, but if you're new to listening to the podcast, I'd still want to touch base on it. So the the down payment, all else held equal, you know, a, a lower down payment and a higher loan to value ratio, it's going to result in higher rates of return since you're able to control a, a more expensive asset with, with less money out of your own pocket. And that's why so many real estate investors choose to finance their properties versus uh, buying all cash. You're using the bank's money. So for example, let's say you buy a $200,000 property, all cash. You know, that's everything up front, 100% down, no debt. And let's say it generates 20,000 in, in cash flow. You'll earn a cash on cash return of about 10%. And that's you take the twenty thousand of cash flow over your capital contribution of two hundred thousand. However, if you only put twenty percent down, and that would be forty thousand, and take out uh, essentially one hundred sixty thousand mortgage, and let's say even at six point five percent interest rate, you're going to face uh, annual principal and interest. You're looking at around twelve thousand. And so that means that you'll be left, let's say your cash flow remains the same, you're at 20000 less the 12000 your mortgage payments and interest payments, uh, you're at 8000 in cash flow after you've paid debt. Uh, 
And that leaves your cash on cash return of 8000 That's your net income over your capital contribution of only 40000 That generates you a return of 20%. Now, like I said, I know most real estate investors are aware of this and that's why financing properties is so important. But I do think that it's important when we're talking about the, the, the compounding effects of real estate and essentially that snowball, we still touch base on it. So your your total return for profile, and this one's, a, you know, it's pretty obvious in that the more your investment property appreciates year over year and the more cash flow it generates, obviously the higher returns uh, that you'll be able to see. Conversely, you know, rentals in stagnant markets that don't necessarily appreciate or properties that struggle to generate cash flow, those are going to ultimately lower your returns. And the third thing is how you're using your cash flow. And this is what I really want to talk about. You're only going to be able to maximize the the efforts of your compounding over the long term if you reinvest your cash flow into other properties or even use them to pay off the principal portion of your mortgage, which allows you to build equity. So using an extreme example, let's say if you take out an interest-only loan of an investment property, you pay off absolutely no principal. Again, this is an extreme example. And withdraw all the cash flow for personal use, then you're going to experience absolutely no compounding effects from this cash flow. The effects of compounding will be limited to the rate of annual appreciation on your property. So, on the other hand, if you're utilizing your cash flow to pay off principal or save up cash generated from one property to use as a down payment on the second rental, then you're able to compound those returns using that cash flow. So let's let's just think about it like a dividend. I mean, if you're a shareholder of a company that pays a dividend and you withdraw the dividend into your checking account and spend it on, you know, a new purse or you know, any kind of consumer good, then the portion of your returns that will compound will be limited uh, to, to the price returns changing in the underlining share price. However, if you reinvest your dividends into more shares of the company, those new shares purchased using dividends will generate dividends of their own, creating that compounding effect. So let's look at some portfolio examples. Now, this is some information that will pair really nicely with visuals. Uh, unfortunately, this is an audio, so I'm going to try my best to you know, kind of walk through it and, and not get too much in the weeds. But uh, if you want to check out any of the visuals, just visit SpartanInvest.com. We have a ton of stuff on there about the, the snowball effect and how you can <clears throat> use your cash flow to compound and purchase more real estate. But uh, let's look at a couple of example real estate portfolios because they can experience all the snowball, snowballing effects, you know, such as a dividend. So the key in, in using and snowballing your real estate portfolio is to apply the aggregate cash flow after debt service. Uh, all of that earned from all of your properties to accelerate mortgage payments on a single property. So I just kind of reiterate, you're going to use all of the cash flow, all of your profits from all your rental portfolios and apply it to one single property. So in this particular example, let's say your portfolio, you have five 
properties. And I'll walk through kind of what exactly that looks like. So you've got five rental properties. Easy math for this is easy listening math that each property cost $100,000 at purchase. You're financing, you're putting the 20% down, you borrow the remaining 80%. So you've got an $80,000 loan. Uh, your five properties, let's say they're all worth exactly what you paid for them, which we, we know that's not always accurate. A lot of times you're able to buy into some appreciation, but your total properties is worth half a million, 500000 You've got 400000 in in total debt. So you've got about $100,000 in total equity. So then let's 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 further assume that each one of your properties produces $300 in monthly cash flow. So very easy math. If you do nothing with this money, if you keep it in a, you know, a sock drawer or if you go out and spend it, you'll still be paying off the debt, right? That's a huge benefit of real estate is that that tenant is still providing you the ability to pay off that asset. But the time frame is going to be equivalent to your loan term. So that's typically 30 years. However, putting your cash flow to good use is going to help you pay off your mortgages faster, thereby accelerating your snowball effect. So at your $300 in cash flow per property, your rental property portfolio produces an aggregate of $1,500 in monthly cash flow. Now, this, let's again, perfect example, let's say you don't have any maintenance and you don't have any of those issues that we talk about very frequently that can happen. So you apply that $1,500 in monthly cash flow to a single property's mortgage. You're going to pay that off and own that property free and clear in just three years and 10 months. I mean, that's that's phenomenal that you can pay off a property with a five property portfolio. Using these examples, you can pay off one of those properties using your aggregate cash flow in less than four years. So now that you own your first property mortgage-free, it'll produce a lot more cash flow and you'll be able to pay off the subsequent mortgages on your other properties a lot more quickly. I mean, and just really quick, let's look at a, a 10 property portfolio and see how quickly you can, you can pay off your properties using 10 properties as an example. But let's use the same exact math in that each property purchases 100000 with 20%. So you did a $20,000 down payment per property and you've got an $80,000 debt on each property. So let's say your real estate portfolio, $1 million, it's worth exactly what you bought it for. So you've got 10 properties at $100,000 and you've got $800,000 in mortgage debt outstanding. So you've got about 200000 in equity. So if each property produces that exact same amount, that $300 a month cash flow, your portfolio of 10 properties, that's going to earn you about $3,000 in monthly cash flow. And if you're taking that $3,000 and applying it to one single property, you're going to pay off your first mortgage in just two years and one month. That is phenomenal. That is 45% faster than if you had done it with five properties. So, and just the same as if you had two, five, 10, 
Now that your first property is paid off, it's going to generate a lot more cash flow and you'll be able to use that increased cash flow to pay off your other mortgages with greater ease. And this is why, this is a reason why we advocate you don't want all of your eggs in one particular property basket, right? If you don't want one condo at the beach generating all of your real estate cash flow. You want multiple property portfolios so it's easier to weather storms. It's easier to handle maintenance costs with other cash flow. And then you're also able to use that compounding cash flow, all of that, that compounding net income towards paying off your other properties, mortgages, and then it'll increase even more your cash flow or putting that cash flow down towards your next rental property. Either way, you're still benefiting from the effects of the the compound or the snowball essentially effect. All right, guys, thank you so much. Sorry for such a mathy question, uh, but it is one that we do get asked quite frequently and that, hey, if I buy five, how long will it take me to pay off one or two? So, you know, it's one that we definitely wanted to touch on because it's important to our investors. So it's important to us. Just like this particular question, if you have any any questions that you want us to discuss, touch base on uh, whether it be about the markets that we're currently in, whether it be about a Spartan Invest process, real estate in general, uh, really any any topic that, that we can cover. If you have any of those questions, then feel free to submit a question at uh, spartaninvest.com slash on the house. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.